0: Well, it's beautiful that this reading reflects the eight days. Now, if you've heard some of my talks last year, I didn't do them this year, but last year explaining true Christmas begins on Christmas day. And the true first part of Christmas is what we call the octave. Later we will have the 12 days of Christmas and then the whole Christmas season all the way to the baptism. But right now we're in the eight days. This is after the active of Easter, the most holy eight days of the year. And it culminates today. So we started with Christmas Day, and each day has been like Christmas. Now, I mentioned the other day when I did a talk, I had showed a slide on my Saturday talk, I think a couple of weeks ago, and it said John 3.16. And I showed a picture of the game, the big games, the World Series, the Super Bowl. And they would always show the sign when I was growing up as a child, John 3, 16. What does that mean? It means God so loved the world, or what does it say? God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. In other words, that's what we celebrate in Christmas, God sending his son, the incarnation. And I made the comment that you never see that anymore. They're abandoning it, or they just, either people don't care to show it, or they're outright banning it from these games now. So yesterday, you know, and even in the midst of sadness, God, you bring a great light. My sadness was Michigan lost, a very close football game yesterday. But Brother Mark, as he came in, and I'm working on my emails, and the game's on, and I'm working on my emails, and Brother Mark looks up, he says, hey, look, the big banner hanging from the balconies on that game was John 3:16. So I said, you know, okay, Lord, we didn't win the game, but if we could win a soul, infinitely more important, infinitely more important. And that's why today culminates these eight days. God sent his son, we celebrate on Christmas, the next eight days now culminate today. Why? Because Mary, the mother of God, you can't separate Mary from Jesus. You can't. All eight days are celebrated as one day. That's what an octave is. When a feast is so big that it cannot be celebrated in one day, they celebrated it over eight days. That's why on this circumcision, it was eight days. That's why we used to celebrate on the first the circumcision of Jesus. Now we celebrate as Mary, the mother. Of God. Now, the thing is, we know that, that Jesus gave Mary not only to John on the cross, but all the church fathers, all the patristics tell us that he gave Mary to us, all of us, because what good would it be when Mary's not physically alive anymore? She's our spiritual mother. She's our mother in heaven. So we have to have a mother, even if you lost your mother, maybe if you're, you never knew your mother. God provides a mother, and this is the meaning of today. It starts with her being the mother of God, and then it expands to being mother of all of us. You know, I, I had to learn this uh, before I became a priest. When I, was, um, when I was discerning the priesthood, it really got heavy, my discernment, uh, 16 years ago, uh, almost now seven, 17 years ago, actually. So, 17 years ago, it got really heavy to the point where I then halted my plans to get married. I had a home on Lake Norman in North Carolina and a business, and I started to put the halt in all that. I started discerning heavily. But I couldn't quite figure what wouldn't make me yet take that leap. And for something deep in my heart, I didn't know what it was. What, what is it, Lord, that is just I'm not quite ready to take this leap? Then all of a sudden, I decided to make a trip to EWTN. Um, A trip that changed my life. April 2006. Remember it vividly. And I went down there to make a retreat, and I still hadn't committed yet to being a priest. And I'm staying there with a group of young men, a great group called Knights of the Holy Eucharist. They helped Mother Angelica on the grounds, raking, mowing, doing the work. They were a group. Uh, of young men and um so i was staying in the house with them and um there was you know chance to pray with them to eat with them and so they they would go out on work detail during the day and i'm there as a guest so i would go over to the to the temple they called it actually the, the shrine uh, mother angelica's shrine and it's beautiful it's it's all beautiful gold you give god the best right you give god the best And in the open front was a walkway, like a, like a cobblestone courtyard, like you see at the Vatican. So I I finished praying and I'm going back to the house and I come out and I'm walking across this cobblestone and you could see anybody approaching you from quite a great distance. Nobody I saw, I saw nobody approach me, but all of a sudden I'm walking and there's a man next to me and he's walking with me. Now, I had no idea who this was. And all of a sudden, this man says to me, Chris, are you enjoying your trip? Now, I didn't want to be embarrassing and look at him and say, I have no idea who you are. So I figured I must have met him somewhere that week of meeting people, different things. But I wasn't sure. And he said, "Um, do you mind if I show you something? And he held up back in the days of the VHS tape and he held up a VHS tape and he said, do you mind if I show you something? And I thought, oh, he must be a knight. I just maybe didn't meet him yet. And he says, are you going back to the house? I said, yeah. So he goes back to the house, goes right up the stairs, down the hall and to the left where their TV room was, knew exactly like he knew where he was going. We sat down and he popped in this VCR tape of the Mother Angelica show of a priest named Stephen, Father Stephen Shire. Some of you that may that name may be familiar, others it may not. One of the, if not the most incredible stories I have ever heard. And he popped in the tape, it was a, a tape of Mother Angelica Live, one of her old shows. And you know how Mother always began her shows laughing and smiling? Not this time. When the show began, she had a very somber look on her face. And she says, we have a message for you. You need to listen to this. And she basically told everybody watching that this is a serious message. So this priest is on there, this Father Stephen Shire. And, you know, you can almost tell if somebody is really heartfelt, truthful. You can tell. There is no doubt in my mind by looking at this guy and hearing every word out of his mouth that everything he said was true. And the story that he told was life changing. Now again, I'm watching this on video. This guy sitting next to me, I have no idea who he is. We're watching this film and he tells the story that he was a priest out in the Midwest, but he was not a good priest. He was more preoccupied with cocktail parties and telling people what they wanted to hear rather than preaching the truth. He really emphasized that. I never taught the truth, the hard truth, because I I wanted people to like me. I didn't want to shy away from people not liking me. So he he led this life that was not becoming of a priest. And then one night he was driving, I think, from one of those parties, and he got hit head-on. And he got hit head-on, and he actually went through the windshield, or I got thrown from the car somehow. And he was laying dying on the street. And he said, somehow, some way, he uttered the strength to say one Hail Mary. And he said, he really didn't have a devotion to Mary. But as he was laying dying on the street, somehow, some way, he found the strength to utter this Hail Mary. And then all of a sudden, um, people come, the paramedics come. Um, he's laying on the street, dying. And everybody starts praying for him, even the local churches, non Catholic churches, even, they all start praying for him. And he's laying there on the street. They actually put the tarp over him, um, thinking he's dead. And lo and behold, through all the prayers, there's a miracle. He didn't die. He came back, he went through some rehab, like he was like out a year or something like that. I don't remember all the exact details, but like a year he was out of ministry. Well, anyway, one day then he's back, he gets healthy and he starts celebrating mass. And it talks about the passage about the fig tree. And he says that the words of the gospel literally hovered above the page and Instantly he had a complete recollection. it was infused into him, but what happened that night? You see, actually he did die. He died, and he went before the judgment throne of God. And when he went, he said it was all black. He did not behold the beatific vision. And all he could do was hear God's voice, and God made it very clear to him that you were not faithful. You're not praying the divine office. That's a priestly obligation. You were only telling people what they wanted to hear. You did not teach the truth. He was particularly guilty of one sin. I don't know the details, but whatever it was. So basically I'm watching this glued to this TV and he's going on and I says, you can't lie to the Lord. You can't say, make excuses. See, I'd be trying to make up all these reasons, right? And he said, after he finished the sentence, because the, the word he heard was the word of Jesus Christ, said to this priest, your sentence is hell. Now people would say, why isn't God more merciful? Well, first of all, God doesn't send anybody to hell. And the priest said this. He said, I said, yes, Lord. He knew he had made these choices. He said, yes, Lord. He knew it. He knew he made these choices. And a shiver went down my spine as I'm watching this. And then this priest, with this look in his face, like I've never seen before, said, all of a sudden, I heard the most sweetest, angelic, most motherly, tender, loving voice say, my son. Please give him another chance. And he said, but mother, he has been a priest for 12 years, only for himself, not for me. And he went on through the things he had done, and and this voice said, my son, please give him another chance. I believe he will bear fruit, and if he does not, your will be done." Well, that passage that came off the gospel was the passage about fertilizing the fig tree, and if it doesn't bear any fruit, cut it down. So this priest is looking, and he says, all of a sudden, bam, he woke up. See, he did die on that road. He had no, had no um, vital signs for, for like 12 minutes. All that time, he was going before the judgment throne of God. God. And so this voice says, son, please give him another chance. And he says, but mother, he's been a priest for himself, not for me. I know, son, but give him another chance. I believe he will bear fruit. If he does not, your will be done. And so he comes back to and Oh, and that's what Jesus said to her. Okay, mother, he is all yours. Now, remember, God is justice just as much as he's mercy. And this priest made his choices. It wasn't God condemning him. So all of a sudden this priest comes back, Jesus says to him, okay, mother, or to her, okay, mother, he is all yours. He comes back. He says, whoa, I sure was hers. He changed his whole life. Everything changes. He was devoted to the blessed mother, Mary. And all of a sudden he comes back and he tells the story for the world to hear. And I'm sitting there like, oh my, and I'm dumbfounded. And I'm sitting there thinking that's what's missing. The reason I haven't been able to accept my call to the priesthood is I don't have a devotion to Mary. I didn't, and I wasn't ready to come to the priesthood. And all of a sudden, this guy sitting next to me has this big smile on his face. And he says, "Um, I got to go now. By the way, he did say this. He says, I said, you know, I said, are you a knight? He says, no, 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 I'm not a knight. And um, he says, my name is Joseph. <laughs> so he leaves. That night, I talk into the knights at the dinner table. They didn't know any Joseph. Don't know where this guy came from. So all of a sudden, my whole life changes based on seeing this. I come. Guess what community I end up deciding to come to? The Marians of the Immaculate Conception. So I come. I'm in Steubenville, Ohio, my first year. And the one thing that bothered me about that whole that whole show was, okay, it was easy to see Mary's goodness and tenderness, but where was the mercy of God? Why didn't God just say, I will give you another chance? And I struggled with that. Well, one night after i become a Marian, on my postulate year in Steubenville, Ohio, I'm up working on a paper because I took philosophy classes. The door rings, pouring rain, and I go upstairs to answer the door. It's like 11 o'clock at night and I open up the door and there's this man in a habit that was the habit of the intercessors of the Lamb, Saint, or um, uh, Father Stephen Shire's community. And he's sitting in the rain soaking and and like an idiot, I saying, come in, I look at him and I go, Father Stephen Shire, you're, you're from his community. He says, yes, the intercessors of the Lamb. I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, I gotta ask you, I saw that story, but where was the mercy of, God? I mean, I hit him right off the, and he's sitting in the rain. He's like, can I come in first? So we let him in, Father Don had said he could stay with us, and I hit him right off the bat, where was the mercy of God? I can see the mercy of Mary, where was the mercy of God? And this brother, he says, I'm brother so-and-so at the intercessors, clarified it all in, in, in one minute. He says, you know, Father Stephen always says, that God is justice and God is mercy and he has to fulfill his justice just as much as his mercy. So if i he said, if he'd made the choices that condemned him, those were his choices and by God's justice, he has to allow it. But he always believed God created Mary as his own loophole for his own justice. So God is mercy and justice, but he created this creature. That was a loophole to his own justice because Mary is not justice. Mary is only mercy. Now she's not God. She's not, mercy doesn't come from her, but mercy goes only through her, excuse me, mercy goes through her, not justice. God is justice and mercy. But he said, Father believes that God created Mary as his own loophole to avoid his own justice. And I said, you know what, brother, that makes perfect sense. Because during his judgment, the justice of God had to be condemned. And you know what this brother told me that like blew me away was the fact that it was God saving him, giving him another chance. It wasn't Mary. It was only through Mary. I'm like, whoa. So then fast forward years later. Okay, I'm ordained a priest. I'm speaking in the Wichita Men's Conference. I love the Diocese of Wichita. That's a solid diocese. And I'm speaking, and you'll never guess what. I've only told this story, I think, once in a homily or in a talk Saturday talk and twice in public ever. And I'm actually telling the story of Father Stephen Shire on this, this giant 1,000 men conference event. And as I'm telling the story, in walks Father Stephen Shire. I'm like, I stopped and I looked and he's just humbly standing in the back. And I stopped in the middle of my talk. I said, Father Stephen Shire? And he, 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 he nodded his head. I'm like, you should come up here and finish this story. He's like, no, no, no. And so he comes up I'm sorry, um, I stay up, and I finish the story as best I can. I was nervous as all heck that I get something wrong. He was there to hear confessions. So after all the confessions were over, I waited. I waited. I was the last one, and I went into him for confession, and I said, Father Stephen Shire, I said, your story changed my life. Your story was the story that allowed me to finally accept the call to the priesthood. And he says, I want you to remember two things. Number one, the Trinity cannot say no to Mary. They cannot. And when Mary asked, that was given the granted by Christ that i be given a second chance. And he said, but here's what I really want you to remember. This is in the confessional. He said, what I really want you to remember is this fact, this fact alone, I uttered one hail Mary as I was dying on the road and that one Hail Mary, Mary interceded for me at the moment of my death and saved me from damnation. God saves you. Mary doesn't save me, but through her intercession, he said, and he looked at me and he pointed at me and he said. Just think, if Mary did that for me by uttering one Hail Mary, what could she actually do for you if you actually have a devotion to her? And I was like, are you kidding? He said, if you actually have a devotion to her, if she could do this for me with one Hail Mary, what could she do for you if you actually have a devotion to her? And I'm sitting there going, that's it. That's it. That's the key to the priesthood. That's the key to the life of a Christian is following the perfect example of a disciple. And the perfect disciple is Mary. And and Father Stephen Shire has since passed away. God rest his soul. Just like Pope Benedict just passed away yesterday. Please pray for the repose of his soul. You know, on the day after he became pope, he met with the cardinals. He didn't talk about doctrine. He didn't talk about dogma. You know what he talked about? He said, I entrust myself and the church to Mary, the mother of God. That's what we celebrate today. Mary, the mother of God. That basically is a Marian consecration. Marian consecration is not thinking Mary saves you. Marian consecration is to Jesus through Mary. Marian consecration is basically saying yes to the gift God gives you. When you trust someone, you you accept the gifts they give you. Marian consecration is saying yes to the gift Jesus gave us on the cross. What did he say to Mary on the cross, or excuse me, to John on the cross? Behold your mother. And that's where I finish. Start your new year off on the right foot. Start it off Because if Mary could save a priest, again, she doesn't save him, her intercession, if her intercession could save a priest from uttering, one Hail Mary, think what she could do for you if you actually have a devotion for her. Two months later, after that trip to EWTN, I entered the Marian Fathers. Amazing how God can work and especially when we let him use the gift of his mother.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.